Welcome to another episode of the Fifth Quarter Conversations Beyond the X's and O's with Layson Perkins and Jeff Osterman. And we said last week it, it's that wonderful time of the year, and now it gets even better because it's tournament time. We've the brackets are out. I'm sure everyone's working on their picks right now, trying to get them in time for, um, you know, for the for their betting pools and everything. So uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the hot seats. We're going to talk about some of the changes that are going on. So um, I guess Jeff, let's start with the, let's just start with the, the 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 latest news. The 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 brackets are out. What do you like? What are the ones some of the matchups that you're looking forward to? Um, where do you start? You know, now I feel after championship week, don't you feel like an expert? You've watched the big tournaments. I think we've still missed out on some of the small ones, but I think the committee got it right uh, with Gonzaga number one. Uh, I was lucky. I got to watch Arizona last night. I know they have a player hurt. Uh, they say we'll come back, but they are awful impressive. If If the past week gave me anything – it was how good Arizona is, their length. I mean, it, it's tremendous, you know. And, Lisa, how much how much stock do you put in the teams that won their conference tournament? Did it take a lot out of them? Are they hot? The Iowas, the Tennessees, you know, Villanova. Do you give them a lot of stock winning that conference tournament? I think you have to. For them to make that run, it's like, okay, you've got some experience, you know, you know, in, in terms of understanding, okay, this is what it's going to take over the next couple of weeks to make that run. So I, I would say in some portions, yes, but then, you know, you've got some that, you know, maybe fell short, you know, and got knocked out maybe in this, you know, in a quarterfinal or semifinal that's made it in. And, you know, you still got to, you know, in my mind, you still got to take them seriously. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, and the SEC was down here and kind of focused on that with Rocky Top winning and, Right. It's a lot of fun, and all of a sudden, you try to see what team has flaws and who has depth that can make it through. Let's start with the obvious flaw. It's what's happened to uh, to Duke. They, uh, I, I watched all three of their games, and I was concerned in all three of them. I mean, we had what was it, Miami, Syracuse, mm -hmm. and then Virginia Tech, and. You, you know, you give the other team credit and all of those things, but Duke's defense has gone away. It's it's let them down. I don't love what they do offensively at times. If I have the number two or three pick in Banchero, I'm running some more isos. I'm running some sets, misdirections. I'm doing different things. I think they get away from that. Um, and you and I have talked about motion being equal opportunity. Right. But boy, they had the, the, what's happened. What do you think? I, you know what? I, I don't even try to speculate. There's a, I, I would say if, if, if you asked me to, to make a, a, a judgment, I would just think it's the pressure of trying to, to keep the legacy, to keep the legacy going of, of trying to get this, you know, to get coach K into that final four that you, you got to know there's some pressure there on those players that, you know, we got to get him there. And so, you know, but at, at what point is it, what is that going to, when's it going to burn out? Now I, I would say this, looking at the bracket right now, and I remember last week when they were, when they were projecting the brackets, it's interesting if Duke, uh, assuming Duke gets past that first game with, with, with Fullerton, you have a matchup with Izzo. 
in that second game, which I think is so interesting. So number one, pop goes my theory of the, you know, the Carolina Duke ACC final. That was my conspiracy theory that went out the window, but would it be great to see an Izzo Krzyzewski matchup for the last time? And then of course, at some point, maybe the semi national semifinals, Carolina Duke, if Carolina were to get that far, I'm just, just saying. I don't know if Duke gets that far. And I agree. I, okay. I think watching Coach K handle his players after this game, it was different. He kind yeah. of took more. It's okay. These guys are playing great and hard. And, you know, it was very positive because he does not have a lot of time left. I just think they, they're not defending – I don't love the offense, um, even with Coach K magic and the pressure. I don't see it. I see, I see them winning the first one. I think Izzo will have his hands full with Davidson, who's going to be really tough. But uh, it will be fun the moment they shake hands at center court. You got two of the classiest coaches in the business. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're just, you know, looking through the brackets, I, I think there's going to be some, you know, obviously there's going to be some very interesting matchups along the way. Um, any that jump out to you in particular, I, I just mentioned one, you know, uh, the, the possibility of the Duke Michigan state in the second game. Um, another one still in the West is that Arkansas, Alabama, Texas tech meeting up in the second round. But then again, you got Rutgers Notre Dame in that playing game, and, and that's going to be an interesting matchup, in my opinion. Yeah, if it were to get to that, you have offense versus defense. Yep, very simple. Um, in March, let me give this one to you. What would you rather have? Great defense or a team that can score? I think right now you need a team that can score. I mean, I mean, in, in this at this time of year, you 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 got to put points on the board, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. I think. These days, teams that can score, it's a premium. And, and if you can get your team to come close, you know, cut the court in half, things like that uh, will pay off. But what I wanted to do, I wrote down, because every year it's a 5-12 matchup. Right. So I'm going to give you the 5-12s. Okay. UConn, New Mexico State, but in parentheses, that game's in Buffalo. Okay. A little bit closer to UConn. UConn, it's, yeah. St. Mary's will play the winner of Wyoming, Indiana. Houston will play UAB. And Iowa plays Richmond. I'll give you first pick. Pick your 5-12 upset. Oh. I tell you what. I would say looking at that, looking at that right now, I'm going to throw it out there. I would say Richmond. Really, I, I, I just I don't know. I think Richmond with that Princeton style offense could be a type of team that you know who's been there. I mean, they've played in the tournament, so they you know and, and, you know so you know they've gotten some experience. It it definitely gets Chris Mooney off the hot seat for a little while because uh, I think we talked about him uh, last week. Um, That's but, why it, Mrs. It, Mooney was crying today. She knows <laughs> he's getting an extension. They're not moving that house exactly. But I will say this, if Indiana were to win, I think Mike Woodson has done a great job with the Hoosier program. And, and considering that, you know, he wasn't the most glamorous pick 
you know, for, for Indiana when, when, when that, that opened up, um, I think he's done a great job. So I'm going to say Richmond first. I'm going to go if Indiana beats Wyoming, but Jeff Linder's just doing a great job at Wyoming too. It, I, I'm tough. It's, it's, that's a hard one, but I'm going to go with Richmond. Wow. Lucky you and I aren't on ESPN because I love Iowa. Fran McCaffrey, it, you know, Sienna guy, he's a Philly guy. And uh, boy, they played well. I really like Iowa. I hope they have enough in the tank, but they they were really good. Um, I think New Mexico has a kid who transferred from New Mexico State has a kid who transferred in from Wichita State that's playing well. Uh, if I had to pick, I don't know. I'm going with Murray Bartow in UAB. Okay, and uh, <laughs> they pulled the upset and they knocked Kelvin Sampson out. Okay, good choice. Um, you know, also the three fourteens can also be very interesting as well. And right now, the 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 three versus fourteen matchups are Texas Tech versus Montana State. I, I just, I, in my opinion, Mark Adams has done an incredible job taking over for for you know for Chris Beard, and I, I don't see anything happening there. I don't. Your, your beloved Vols, you know, against Longwood. I think Longwood's going to be so happy just being in the tournament for the first time. I don't see anything happening there. Rick's, Rick Barnes is a pro. Yep. Purdue, Yale. I think it's interesting. I really like James Jones. Had a lot of, got a lot of respect for him and uh, you know, gotten to know him through the clinics. But so I, I still think Purdue beats Yale. But I think the one possibility could be Colgate, Wisconsin, because I saw Colgate against Syracuse this year. And they just destroyed that Syracuse zone. In fact, I cut so many clips from that to show my players of how to attack a zone. I'm going to go with Colgate. If, if there's a 314 upset, it's Colgate. That's a fun one. My dad was a Colgate alum, and uh, they're, they're used to it, right? They've played yeah. some big boys. They've been in the tournament. I, I don't necessarily – I like when those teams get matched up with the super athletes that kind of come in. I think Wisconsin will be prepared. Uh, Purdue, Yale, I like Yale that they'll defend, but Purdue has so much size. I, I think that's really yeah. hard. Uh, Texas Tech, I think he's a heck of a coach. I think he's on the final ballot for coach of the year, the job he's done. And and I'm with you. Longwood's happy to be there. Good for them. Uh, Tennessee's a hot team. So I'm going to say the chalk holes. I say no upsets in the 314. Okay. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll live with that. We'll, we'll regroup here uh, after next weekend and, and look at where we're at and uh, see any, any, other, any other interesting storylines, anything that you're going to be following uh, during the tournament that you want to keep an eye on. Well, I think you and I will fill out brackets. We'll post them online so no one can say uh, – we penciled them in. We're going to put them in ink and we'll, uh, we're going to bet a bourbon and a barbecue for the winner. We'll come up with a point system and we'll ask some of our listeners to submit theirs and uh, we'll have some fun with that. You know, the hard part is, you know, like we talked about last week, the bubble popping, you know, Texas A&M who had just a great run yeah. going through this thing. And then for them to lose and be left out. It's it's the ultimate, you know, pit in the stomach. Um, the way things broke out today, 
if Virginia Tech, who was so much fun to watch, if they don't beat Duke, they were out of the tournament, even yep. though they made it to the final. I think Mike Young does a great job. He's got two Wofford kids. The the sets and the action he runs um, is really fun. Uh, Iowa, I really like their scoring, their balance today. Their player, uh, blanked on his name, he's a pro. He's a pro's pro. He's really, really good. Um, you know, and I think, you know, I'll start to delve into it, but, you know, now there'll come some movement on the coaching front, right? You know, it's official. You made the tournament or you didn't. Where, yeah. do, where do we go tomorrow morning? What do we read first? Besides Tom Brady's coming back to the Bucks, <laughs> he's, he's ruined March Madness Selection Sunday uh, in only the way Tom can. But uh, what's the basketball news coaching hot seat that the axe falls? Is there one we read about tomorrow? Well, I think the, 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 the biggest one happened over the weekend with LSU uh, mm-hmm. finally getting rid of Will Wade. Um, it, we knew it was, it was a matter of not if, but when, and I, you know, at this point they're knocked out of the tournament by Arkansas. I, I guess Woodard had, Woodard decided, okay, we're, we're done enough's enough time to move on. So I, to me, that was the biggest, I think the second biggest piece in my opinion was the news that came out this afternoon. We're, we're recording this at eight o'clock on a Sunday night of Mike White from Florida moving to Georgia. That to me was a total shocker. I, I didn't even, I couldn't even fathom that one. Um, I, I'd say those are the two biggest. Uh, you've got Frank Hafe leaving Tulsa. Uh, Martin, the uh, Kunza Martin at uh, Missouri getting fired. That one was, that one kind of caught me off off guard because I he wasn't really one listed on that hot seat list that we had talked about last week. You know, Bruce Weber was, um, Tom Cream was. And then, you know, we talked about it and then the next day, it happens, but I think the Will Wade, the you know Florida now opening up is going to be is going to be really interesting. Um, you've got Kansas State as well open now. Um, Tulsa here locally, East Carolina that was a shock. Uh, you know, with with Coach Dooley uh, being let go. But um, what about you? Would, would, would you be in Florida? Would Florida be the number one right now? Well, you're our resident expert on LSU, so let's start. One, do they win their first round game? And B, what names do you predict for the Tigers? I will tell you right now, they I don't think they win the first round game because Iowa State, you know, I've watched them play. I think TJ does a, a tremendous job coaching them. And I don't I don't think I don't think LSU wins that game. I think LSU gets knocked out just with the whole situation. It's just too much of a too much of an interference. So I think I I think they get knocked out. So who does LSU go to? If you money is not an object, but yeah, image, money is not an object. Image is going to go for the big fish. Look yep. at what he did in football with Brian Kelly. Yep. So immediately my mind goes, okay, well, who are the big fish? Who are the big ones that you could go after? Well, he's already he's he's already you know gone across the border to Waco and stolen a coach there. Does he go after either Scott Drew or does he go after Jerome Tang, his, his assistant coach, who's also going to be mentioned in other jobs as well? Or do you make a call to Chicago and ask if Billy Donovan's ready to come back to 
the college ranks. Yeah, Billy Donovan is a, is a home run hire. The problem is his team's winning. Mm-hmm. He has a chance to win right. it all. He checks the boxes. He can win. He can win at a football school. He has a squeaky, as much as you can, clean image with the NCA, which is important. They can afford to pay him. What about Buzz Williams? Now, see, Buzz Williams is an interesting because Woodard hired him at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's Buzz has got Texas A&M going in the right direction. You know, with with the run in the tournament, he's got him. He's got him on. He's got him on the right the right path now. Buzz is just so well respected on the coaching ranks. You know, it, I, I can't think of anyone that is a Buzz Williams hater. You know, out there because I know. Every time I've interacted with him, anybody that I know has interacted with him, they love love spending time with him. Buzz also has Louisiana ties as well because he worked at Northwestern State up in Natchitoches at one point. Yeah, you know, even though he's you know he's he's really a Texas guy, but you know he's he's got some Louisiana ties as well. I think it's an interesting call, but again, I, I really think he's going to go after that 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 great you know the, the 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 big the big fish the big catch now. Again, he, I don't. I don't see him calling like a Jay Wright. I don't see him necessarily calling Mark Few. I don't see him calling. You know, I don't see him calling necessarily. Um, you know, Jim. You know, Larry, you know, Larry Nagel is happy in Miami. Um, I don't see him making or Bill Self. I don't see him making that call. But what you? What about name, a Kelvin Sampson? I don't see that just because of of, of Oklahoma, because of what okay. happened in the past. I, Good. And, and right now, with 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 the investigation and everything, I just don't see that happening. But you did bring up a name, which I thought was interesting. And does he make that call? Or hey, do you go after Wes Miller at Cincinnati? I know he's at Cincinnati, but do you call us? Do you call Wes Miller? Mm-hmm. Or Matt, or uh, Mac? You know the Murray State coach. Yeah. If is it a big enough name? That's that's the catch. I think, you know, we touched on it earlier. Florida, Mike White going to Georgia. If you're a bulldog faithful, you just won the national championship. Are you happy? Mike White, heck of a coach, good recruiter. He's had success, not amazing success. He's had success. If you bleed red, are you happy with Mike White tonight? I don't think so. Uh, you're, you're you're probably going. We could we could do better. We could have done a lot better. But then again, I mean, who who's out there? Because uh, you know, one of the names we talked about was the uh, Colorado State coach, and I think he just signed an extension today. Uh, uh, lock him in until 20, 2029. So now he's off the table. So you know, so where do you where do you go now with that? What's going to be interesting is that someone who signed just signed an extension is going to leave. Like there's somebody with deep pockets. You figure if you're a Louisville booster, if you're a Maryland booster, you better not lose the coach that you want right now because you know you've had the head start. And if Mike White was one of your choices, well, he's gone now. You know, the Gators, the first – call again would be Billy Donovan to see if his family wants to come back. They built a Catholic church in school, but I think it's tough. I think he would look in the mirror. It's who knows if he's truly happy, but he is winning. So 
that would be interesting. The name I thought of immediately was Anthony Grant. You know, Dayton's the first team left out, but he was on that staff. He's a Florida guy. He's had success. Um, you know, you mentioned East Carolina. Have Joe Dooley's gotten fired twice by them. I can't right. think. Can you think of another school that's fired a coach twice? No, I, I can't. And you know, I, I, look, I have a lot of respect for for, for Joe Dooley. I, he's 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 been a, a friend of mine over the years, and, and I couldn't understand when he had had a great run as an assistant with Bill Self at Kansas. Look at the job he did at Florida, at Florida Gulf Coast. That he the next move is back to East Carolina, where I'm thinking he could probably jump into another, you know, into a, a more of a you know a bigger mid major. You know, maybe you know something else. That, but again, everyone has their reasons. So, you know, I I know he'll land on his feet. But yeah, I, I just never really, never really could figure that one out. You know, the people that I, I wish I was an agent for. Uh, you mentioned Tang. I think his time has come. Uh, I think everyone calls Scott Drew. You know, the rumors were Scott Drew a little nervous about the future of the Big Twelve. Uh, I, I can't see Baylor. It, it won't come down to money if it's if it's that. Um, the North Texas coach, Grant McClaslin, I think he is someone that's going to be either Kansas State. Right. Um, right. You know, there are coaches that are going to outrun the law, like Mike Anderson at, at St. John's. Is he a Tulsa name? Um, you know, Tulsa, great facility. Um, I think they have the fan base. It's a conference you now can win uh, get to the NCA. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, does Brad Underwood stay? I know he's winning at the highest level. Does he make a move? Yeah, does he come does he come back closer to his to, you know to te- you know to Texas where you know he had such a great run at Stephen F. Austin? Let me throw a crazy one out there with Texas and Oklahoma coming into the SEC. What about Shaka coming back and coaching in the SEC, and now he plays? He, he goes against Texas. Hmm. Has Shaka, you know, not that he's he, not that he needs to rehabilitate himself at Marquette. He's, you know, he's done a good job there, but how does that possibly play out? Right, he's made the tournament. He's a yep. hot name. What went wrong at Texas? I don't know. But again, how many, you know, they want to win the press conference, these ADs. How many press conference coaches are out there? You know, that you're going to have to go younger. Some of the older generations not leaving. And some are close to retirement. You know, you mentioned Larinaga and Kay, just the ACC, the turnover. Um, I think soon for Shaka, I mean, he could use it to get a raise and, a yep. lot of people will have their agents, you know, get their name involved. Um, it's just interesting. I'm, I'm still waiting. Maryland, I still think Kevin Willard at Seton Hall. Um, he's done a great job. Seton Hall's a really hard job. Uh, it, it's it will be really interesting where they go. And, Patino, and you think Patino's still staying at Iona? I think he's staying. The only thing would be if he brought his son as a coach-in-waiting type of thing. Okay. 
but I don't think he goes. I think he stays at Wingfoot Country Club. I don't know how many more years he has left, but I think he stays. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Let's um let's jump into the women's and uh just initial thoughts. So right now, as we're as we're taping, the uh the brackets are starting to be released. Um any any initial thoughts on there? Uh going in blind, I I think the chalk usually holds up, you know, on the women's side a little bit more. Uh, Stanford, could she hang it up if they were to win it again? That'd be a possibility. I don't love Dawn Staley offensively. I think defensively she gets everything out of them, but they are just a load of talent. They have the big uh, six seven kid from Syracuse uh, getting back. You know, the question, of course, is Gino. Where will he end up? I haven't seen the brackets yet. Yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of looking, pre, you know, preliminary, um, you know, at them right now, um, or just you know, just some of the on the bubble, you know, the last four, last four in, first four out. Uh, things of that nature, you know, some, some, some very good programs, some ones that, you know, we've, that we've talked about in the past, uh, South Dakota state uh, being out um, Duke uh, being out, but um, All right, again, so I just got it here. So let's see in the Greensboro. So our one seeds, South Carolina, Stanford, NC state, and they still, I think are releasing the fourth one. So um, I'll go through the top four seeds in Greensboro. You have Don Staley in South Carolina, one. Arizona's the four. And Iowa is the two. And Iowa State is the three. So interesting. We sent Iowa and Iowa State in a collision course. So that will be interesting. Uh, the Spokane on what's been released. Uh, Stanford was the one, and uh, right now it looks like Maryland's the four. And uh, let's see, in Bridgeport, NC State won, Oklahoma four, uh, Notre Dame was the five, Indiana's the three, That uh, and there's UConn. Okay, so let's start with this. You ready? In the Bridgeport region, Bridgeport, Connecticut, that would be, we have Westmore, um, Washington State, Kansas State, Notre Dame, UMass, Oklahoma, IUPUI, Kentucky, Princeton, Indiana versus Charlotte. Here's a quirky NCAA for you. UCF versus the Florida Gators and UConn versus Mercer. So... We talked about it last week that I bet you that UConn and NC State would be in there. Uh, I was, yep. I had a bad feeling about that, but that's what we see. So, and, and talk about you, you obviously, you've been there. You, y'all are sitting there. Just do you kind of already do you have some theories like where you're possibly going to end up or? You know, I, I know that they, they try to compartmentalize and try to get it as regional as possible. But are you sitting there going, okay, if we end up here, 
who's the one team that we don't want to face at this point, or who's the one team that really scares us? Kind of, kind of, kind of walk us through a, a a Sunday what it was like for you in the past when you were waiting for this for for the brackets to come out. There's some teams you definitely don't want to see, and with things being regionalized, like for us, it was Florida Gulf Coast because those kids had a chip on their shoulder. They have a great coach. They had a quirky system. Uh, that's one you hoped, you know, you would travel, you know, to Seattle. You'd go anywhere uh, not to see them. Uh, again, the quirky, without going through and seeing the S-curve, does UCF and Florida line up, or did they do that for cute reasons, for budget reasons? You know, does Iowa and Iowa State match up? I don't know. Um, but really, you just hope you have a good draw in terms of style of play. Um, you know, a big name school, if you're an underdog, is fine because you know they're going to take you a little bit lightly. And, um, but I think the biggest thing you do is style of play. That would be my key. So let me ask you this. Would you rather play with that situation? Would you rather play a team like Florida Gulf Coast? Well, you just said you, you, you want to avoid them. But what about a team like South Dakota State who's just going to carve you up in the half court because they're so efficient with their ball movement and their cutting? Would you rather play the, a team like that? I don't want to play them either. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know your kids are thinking, hey, South Dakota State? No way. We got this. Like you'd rather, when you're the bigger dog, you'd rather play somebody with a bigger name from a bigger conference that your kids, you know, like, oh, we're playing Illinois, which might be a weaker team, but your kids will be like, oh, their men's team's really good. We know Illinois. You don't want to play those South Dakotas, uh, the Florida Gulf Coast. You'd rather play, I think, a pow another power conference team, you know. And because if you're in a bigger conference, you're used to seeing athletes, you're used to some different things. It's those teams that cut you up in the half court that you just dread. Well, I am still hoping for a LSU Baylor matchup. I can tell you LSU is a three seed and Texas is the two and Baylor. I do not see in their bracket. So they are just against you, but I like that conspiracy theory. I should have on my tin hat right now. So, <laughs> so another piece of news, which, you know, I'd love to get your opinion on is, um, Mississippi State's head coach um, had stepped down earlier this year. And Doug Novak, a men's coach from a, from a school up in Minnesota, uh, very, very well respected uh, in, in, the, in the coaching ranks on the men's side, uh, just an excellent teacher, uh, steps in, is brought in, and he's, he's the interim coach for the season. Now they've gone out and they have hired a, an assistant from Louisville to be the head coach. Did Doug Novak do enough for himself to possibly stay in the women's game to become a head coach somewhere? 
I think it's real hard. I don't know if he, you know, behind closed doors, if he wanted to be considered, was he ever really considered? I know he had a female on staff that got suspended and eventually disappeared off the roster around Christmas. So that's not a good thing. My hunch is he came in. Maybe they told him you'd be considered, but in reality, he probably wasn't. My hunch is he has a lot of stories and he's anxious to go back to the men's game. That would be my bet. And and the coach they hired, Sam Purcell, um, his father-in-law is Joe Champion, the old Auburn, Auburn successful Cook. Hall of Famer. Yep. Uh, Sam's paid his dues. Uh, Starkville's a place that, you know, had some success with Sharon Fanning. Vic really got it rolling. Sam's been at Louisville, knows how to win, knows how to work. But it's not going to be easy. But I think, you know, a good hire. All right. So at this point right now let's 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 go back and, and put you back in your in your in your in your in your coaching shoes getting ready for the tournament once you get the selection what what happens next at, at what point how quickly did you have the scouting report ready to go has something in front of your head coach's eyes to look at to kind of start planning kind of kind of walk us through the next 24 hours in essence and we did things a little bit different where I think on most staffs, you would give your probably your most experienced person, the scout, your initial matchup. The other two assistants would take the next round. Um, at South Florida, we didn't do that. I did all three. So that first night <clears throat> with the manager in the film, uh, you would have you would have edits made that night. So you would go back right now. People are celebrating and doing interviews and all of that. You quickly walk out the back and, uh, you know, you're pulling up on your phone. You know, what friends do you know? What do you know about the team? And if it's a South Dakota state that you don't know, you know, you're making phone calls and you're hearing, you know, the chuckle, the laugh, the and you get worried because those are the ones you don't know enough about. But you just delve into cutting tape and uh, yellow pads and you're starting to write, you know, doing personnel because that's one of the first things you'll address. You'll go through their main offenses because the morning, you know, you tried not to have practice too early. You'd make sure you had enough time that your staff had everything ready. And uh, that next day, you would have practice probably in the early afternoon. Uh, The morning would be spent logistics and flights and who's coming, who's not, the band and and all of those things. Um, But you kind of locked yourself in there some night. I don't I think I went home and showered and cleaned up Uh, other nights. You go home for a couple hours sleep. But it's one of those that you just you would love it. I mean. It's fun. You you jump into it, and then you have a pretty good idea. By the end of tomorrow, you know that opponent as well as you can. And for us, I had to start on the next ones. So you kind of jumped into that and got an idea. And, uh, you know, you had you know, different folders, whatever their colors were. You had a folder and files and stats. 
and you just kept learning and the phone calls you would take would be from friends that would share some advice or your phone would ring asking for advice on other people. So it's, um, you know, it is, I think it's a rule. Uh, I, I mean, it's some type of rule. You're not supposed to give scouts out of people in your conference. So I'm at Fordham and, um, I think it was on the Richmond Spiders. They uh, South Florida, who was a friend, called me and asked me for advice. And I said, okay. I said, I'm not supposed to send it to you, but hold on. Stand by your fax machine. And I gave them everything because they were a conference school. And he was a friend. Richmond wasn't a friend. And, and it's easy. Um, so South Florida loses to Richmond. And then... Their next round opponent was somewhere down the line was Ohio State with McGuff. And eventually head coach calls me and he says, I got a question. Yeah, what's up? Did you send a scout to Ohio State on Richmond? I go, absolutely not. Nope. (laughs) And then he said, did you send it to anyone else? I go, yeah, actually, I sent it to South Florida. You know, and he goes, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Now I got the Richmond lady yelling at me. And I said, I apologize. I was wrong, 100%. And then right before I left, and I said, Coach, if you ever need a scout on someone in my conference, I'll send it to you too. And he kind of laughed. And, <laughs> you know, so I got on the phone and called South Florida. And, you know, one of his assistants faxed it. And, you know, usually – I think you would cut off the top of the diagrams or where. Right. It but it from. shows the number for the fact for the, mm-hmm. from the Fordham so, basketball office. <laughs> yeah. So, it, and then how it all got caught and this is how things happen. The Ohio state assistants who probably talked to McGuff and said, Hey, we got some help from South. Oh, that's good. South Florida helped us. You know, you hand it to them. Well, they were friends with the Richmond assistants and they end up blabbing. And next thing you know, I'm in the office. And uh, But I think that still goes on, absolutely. Uh, friends are calling friends right now, and especially someone you hate in your conference. You're not supposed to, but they're doing it all night long. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So let me ask you this. What was your beverage of choice to keep you going during during this time? Because I know there's got to be an adrenaline. I know there's an adrenaline rush. You've, you've got an adrenaline rush, but to get you through uh, – what? You know, was it Mountain Dew? What were you? I was Diet Mountain Dew and iced coffee. And it was, you know, because you had to dress up a little bit for the selection show and slacks and boosters are there and you're shaking hands. I'd go back, I'd put on mesh shorts, T-shirt and a hoodie. And we had a common area fridge. And the managers, you didn't want to order snacks too early because you didn't want to be on the full stomach. But it was, you know, I loved it. It was a great rush. You know, the other rush is we were in Christy Curry. We beat her at Texas Tech. So we're out there. And the next round, I don't know who it was, the right to go to the Sweet 16. So we beat them. I don't know who we were playing second. And uh, so you go back to the hotel. You've got... The next day is a non-game day, but it's open practice. And then, you know, is game day again. So you stay up again 
watching that previous game because things you saw on tape, they had new things in and, right. you know, you're trying to figure out how we're doing matchups. Seeing someone live is really scary at times, you know, cause you can scout live and um, you know, we haven't seen that play or that out of bounds play is new. And you're explaining to your head coach, why don't we have that? Well, they just put it in. They've been off for, you know, two weeks. You don't have everything. Right. Um, so that's another late night of watching film. You know, your team's excited. Everyone's fans are excited. You just won. You're going to the round of 32, trying to get to 16. But you don't really have time to celebrate. It was me and the managers and, and kind of cutting tape up and making a new edit, things they did last night. So um, it's exhausting. Uh, I think you love it, you know, like, Someday we'll have Starkey and some other people, Al Brown on and just talk about it because you know things that are going to give you trouble the first time you see it. You know, if it's South Dakota State with a back screen flare slip that they just run continuity and you know one of your kids is just going to break down. Um, right. and, and, and you can't address everything, so you got to pick and choose. Oh, yeah. I'd even think like – like with an old school Villanova, you know, when, when Pareto was there with that five out and all the different things they could do out of it. I, I know a couple of years ago, I, I think it was the first round Villanova, South Dakota state. And I enjoyed watching that game because right. you got two half court teams, just, you know, duking it, you know, going at each other here, uh, trying to execute. So um, last, uh, last big, big piece of news today, Tom Brady was, you, you think the whole San Francisco 49ers thing was just a smoke screen? Well, I think I just heard before we started, he came out today because at midnight, free agency or guys can sign with other teams. And I think he probably had a thought. He doesn't want all his teammates leaving. And uh, he probably picked up the phone and said, hey, if I come back, will you stay? And uh, But f I think they have the chance to sign. So... Yeah. <laughs> what does that say about Mrs. Brady? He was home for what, a few weeks and he's going back to work. One of the most beautiful women in the world. Is right. Like, you don't want to stay home? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fun, but this has been great. I mean, tonight we'll both stay up and watch brackets. We'll post them. Uh, we'll come up with a deadline and post both of our brackets tomorrow. And, uh, it, it's just really fun just watching the matchups, the coaches, the little schools, Cinderella knock someone off. And, you know, in, in our recent lifetime, you've had Gonzaga go from a small to David and Goliath, and they've been in both shoes. It's, uh, it's really fun. Does, does Mark Few break through? That's, you know, the question. I hope he does. I, I hope it's this year. I, I think it's he's he's you know God knows he's been ready for it. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's so many so many again so many great storylines. What about a potential Gonzaga Arizona final? Mentor versus mentee. Mentee. Yeah. When I watched Arizona last night, I walked away saying that looks. And again, it was without one of their guys, one of their starters. But 
They looked like a championship team. Extra passes defensively. They're long. They're athletic. You know, the bench is just fired up. I mean, they had everything going. They were really good. Yeah, there's just going to be, like I said, going to be so many story, great storylines. I know, I, again, I'm looking forward to watching Loyola play. That's kind of always that, kind of like that Butler. You know, again, we, 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 we've kind of progressed from Gonzaga to the Butlers. Now you have, you know, Loyola, Loyola Chicago being the one that kind of breaks through and makes, you know, has, has made that run. You know, you had VCU, you know, years ago with, with Shaka, you know, cracking it, George Mason with, with Laranaga. Uh, when he was there, so you know that that one team that you just love, you love to watch, you love to break down their stuff and and, and kind of steal ideas from. Or are you last year? You know, was probably that one mm-hmm. team looking at their their ball screening concepts. We had a we had one of the assistant coaches on for the the clinic and just did a, a great job explaining it. So yeah, uh, I guess let's stock up on the Mountain Dew, the Red Bull. Um, I'm actually looking forward to trying Black Rifle. Has uh, coffee company now has like a huge like double shot espresso. So I've got a couple of cans of that that I'm going to try to keep, you know, keep me up. And, and, you know, again, I won't be able to watch, you know, I, I'm not Gibson Piper. I can't watch it every game, <laughs> but you know, I'm going to at least pick a few and, you know, I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll break down some other ones, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. There's always the team that we all of a sudden just love watching. I mean, Virginia, as much as I was cringing at Duke last night, I love Virginia Tech, the actions they run. I'm anxious to see some of the teams I haven't had time. You know, St. Bonaventure before, I really love some of the stuff Mark Schmidt was doing. Um, yeah, it's just going to be interesting, and it's all about matchups right now. Stay healthy and matchups. Exactly, exactly. Well, coaches, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the fifth quarter, Conversations Beyond the X's and O's. Uh, we'll definitely be back here next week with the, um, the the next round of the tournament with our thoughts, uh, our uh, our uh, opinions of, of, of what ha- went great, what didn't go great. Uh, I'm sure there will be some – the dominoes are starting to fall with the coaches. So I know we'll have some some discussions about some of the, the names that we're hearing or some of the ones that have been hired. So uh, stay tuned and uh, join us again uh, for the next episode of the fifth quarter, Conversations Beyond the X's and O's.